Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is EJ and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Paranet Podcast, we will be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and more. We will be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you will keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. For today's podcast, we will be talking about mental health and youth specifically on the topic of dealing with stresses of youth. A survey on mental health last year found that 90% of undergrads here in Singapore said that work and studies commitments were their greatest source of stress. Other sources of stress were self-confidence, career prospects, and personal relationships. With all the mental health buzz going on around us, we might begin to wonder, what's going on with our young people today and how we as parents and mentors better support them. Today on our Paranet Podcast, I'm very privileged to have Hosanna, a young adult, and she will be sharing some insights and shed some light on the topic of stress that the young people face today. A warm welcome to Hosanna. Welcome on the Paranet Podcast. Thank you for having me. Welcome on the show. For a start, please share with our podcast listeners a little bit more about yourself. Alright, so uh, I'm a year 4 psychology student in SUSS. I'm 25 this year and I have a younger brother. So let's go straight on to the topic about stress. As a young adult, as a young person who is busy studying and going to the workforce, you know, what's your take on this topic of stress? Is it a yay or a nay? Well, I think stress in itself is not bad or good. It, it's just neutral. But there is a good form of stress and it's the kind that motivates us to uh, pursue things that we need to do, right? If we are not stressed out at all, we'll end up taking a back seat and just letting things happen rather than actually taking actions and taking steps to carry out certain things. So stress in itself can be good, but usually the correlation that we have towards stress is that is negative. And it's because we tend to operate outside of the optimal amount of stress that we should be operating under. So that's when it starts to have detrimental effects on us. Not being able to sleep properly or not being able to eat properly, all these kinds of things happen, right, when we're stressed and that's the bad side of it. So yeah, I would think that it's both good and bad. I totally agree with you that, you know, when it comes to the topic of stress, um, we should not always look at it from a very negative Mm. perspective. And Hosanna, like you rightfully put it so, we all have our optimum level of stress. Stress can be good and can be bad and each of us can manage and handle that limit of stress very differently. Just Mm. like sitting at where we are right now, how I handle stress, my limits and yours can be vastly uh, different. So it seems like, as I hear you share, it is also important that we know how to manage our stress that affects us, which we're going to come and talk about it later. Mm. But I'm very curious, based on the survey results that I mentioned earlier, Mm. where 90% of undergrads today are feeling very stressed out and with work and studies commitment being the biggest source of stress, 
What's your take on this survey finding here? Coming from a student, I'm in my fourth year of university, so I definitely agree that um, work and study commitments is one of the biggest sources of stress for people my age because at this stage of life, for those of us who are in university, right, we're not just studying to get into the school of our choice anymore. Now we're studying for a career that we are going to be pursuing, so the stakes are much higher in our situation. And on top of that, you know, we're already starting to think about work prospects, you know, once we graduate. And if you take a quick search for jobs, most of the requirements, uh, they include, oh, you have to have a minimum number of work experience, which is quite difficult for us to get because most of the time you need to have your degree and work experience to get a job. But you can't get the work experience unless you first get a job, right? So it's a vicious cycle of trying to maintain proper grades in our school, so handling our studies, while at the same time having to work to get that work experience that we need for our future jobs. For other people, it might even be having to start to consider how to plan our finances in that way because with inflation and the way things are going right now, right? A lot of people my age are trying to figure out how do we reach that level of financial security at an earlier age because I mean, if we want to settle down, we want to get married, get a house, you need to have some form of financial security, which again, you can't get unless you have a job and all that. So it's a whole cycle. So definitely, I would think that work and study commitments are one of the bigger sources of stress for us at my age. It's so true. As I was uh, listening to you, I just can't help but keep nodding at every <laughs> sentence and statement you're making. And it sounds like everything is interconnected and mm. related, as you yeah. mentioned earlier in that cycle. One impacts the other. And, you know, before this podcast recording, I was just checking in with uh, Hosanna and we found out our age difference, which is quite huge. Um, many years a senior, we were from the same junior college <laughs> yes. previously. You know, And I, I say this in the context that back in my time, the stakes weren't that high. Yeah. There was much more predictability environment yeah. that we live in, even when it comes to academics, yeah. even when it comes to the workforce. Everything yeah. seems quite in sequence yeah. and quite predictable. Yeah. You study this and you go out and you do this job per se. Yeah. But right now, I won't mention how many years, but many years <laughs> later with Hosanna in the picture, it's a young adult going, preparing to go into the workforce and managing. The stakes are really much higher and one thing leads to another the kind of academics you study you know prepares you for the kind of work that you're going to do and yeah. the work can be very stressful and that affects your pay your salary and then in future it affects your savings yes. and you <laughs> rightfully mentioned the houses mm. you know that you have the savings to get what you desire later in life yeah. right you know so i think the first note for parents all of us tuning in is to understand that times are very different today and if I hear the heart of Hosanna, it's also really don't compare. Our time as parents when we were children versus where the kids of today are right now. Mm. So Hosanna, m moving on with this survey finding, uh, while work and study commitments are the biggest sources of stress um, for young people today, maybe from your own experience as you uh, work closely with your peers and your friends around, uh, where else do you think the pressure comes from? Is it solely just external pressures yeah. or sometimes internally within themselves? Young people giving uh, unknowingly or subconsciously putting more pressure on themselves, heavier demands too. What mm. do you think about that? Well, definitely there's always external pressures, right? But I think that there's something about growing up in a culture where there's a specific path 
that you need to take to get to success. Primary school, secondary school, then you go into JC, you go to uni, and then you come out and you start work. So that's the usual path, but not everyone takes that path. And our culture doesn't really provide that sort of acceptance for people who deviate from the path. And that kind of pressure can also come out in our own way of dealing with it, we start putting pressure on ourselves to catch up with what is the norm. So for example, like for me, I'm a 25-year-old still in uni. For girls, right, usually we'll be out of uni by the time we're like 23, maybe 22, 23. So I'm already like two to three years behind my peers. So when I introduce myself to someone new, especially someone of the older generation, and I say, oh, I'm in my final year of uni. Oh, how old are you? And I go, oh, I'm 25. The first thing that comes out of their mouth sometimes is, oh, what happened? Like, like as if there was some major issue that went on in my life that, that derailed me from the usual path. But the reality was I just wanted to, to have a taste of working life before I went into uni to make sure that I knew what I was signing up for when I uh, studied in university. So, you know, these kinds of comments, which may seem harmless, it could just really be a question of trying to find out why I started uni later. But the way that it's phrased or the tone that comes across sometimes, it makes us feel like as if, eh, did I fail somewhere along the way? Did I actually make a mistake? And then that sort of doubt comes in and that makes us start to put more pressure on ourselves to, okay, I need to catch up with the rest of my peers because people are judging me for this already. So I think that is definitely one of the internal stresses is the whole idea of trying to play catch up with your peers. Again, as you look at your peers who closely alongside you, mm. uh, apart from these internal pressures that they give on themselves, trying to, uh, again, in this high stake environment, are there other sorts of uh, pressure that you observe around that, uh, the friends that you, you are hanging out with. Like what I mentioned about the whole comparison, right? Some of the things that I noticed, for example, uh, I'm studying psychology in SUSS and it's a part-time degree. So basically, the idea is that it's trying to cater to for working adults to explore taking a degree in maybe a field that they were not specialized in. So it's supposed to cater in a way that we are able to maintain our full-time jobs but at the same time pursue studies. It's supposed to give us the freedom to choose the pace at which we pursue our degree. We get to take maybe less modules in a semester if our work schedule is too busy. But the problem that I noticed with most of my friends who are working full-time is that they end up taking the same amount of modules as a full-time student in order to finish their degree in the same time. So instead of maybe six years for their degree, they want to finish it in four years, just like a normal full-time student. But they're also balancing it with a full-time job. So instead of easing the pressure on themselves to balance work and study, they are adding on more pressure to themselves, which defeats the whole purpose. And then they end up feeling more stressed, more mental burnout, and then it just defeats the purpose of the whole system. It's very interesting as you shared some of these examples that you have mm. encountered among your friends. One is where the stress and the pressure came from external sources mm. like friends or family members who, who threw questions and it's not out of any ill intentions, sometimes just curiosity. But that stirred within a person, if he or she who doesn't know how to manage the stress or the pressure well, it may drive him or her to put extra pressure on themselves to exceed, put themselves in a very, maybe very challenging mental health uh, kind of state. And then we have the other situation where the ecosystem, the environment, the structure has set it up such that you're not supposed to feel so stressful. Yes. You can pace it out, you know, mm. take it easy. However, the individual wants to rush to complete 
uh, his or her studies yeah. and then jam packs with the modules yeah. and coupled, like you said, with work. But that, that makes a person even more tensed up and, yes, and stressed sure. up in yeah. that environment. Um, and, you know, these are very common situations that we are seeing yeah. in the society, in your community of friends as well. Mm. And maybe I would like to ask you as a young adult, are there ways to reduce, limit such sources of stress? Something that I've learned in psychology, uh, I've done many research papers on how do you manage stress, right? It's one of the most common topics that we deal with in school. And uh, something that I've learned is to try to kind of look at the problem that is in front of you, right? The thing that is stressing you out and ask yourself, you know, is this something that is within my control? For example, in the case of my friends taking on way too many modules while balancing a full-time job, this is something that is within their control. Then it comes down to breaking down the problem, right? Okay, if I cannot finish everything at once, maybe I should take less modules and focus on getting quality grades rather than finishing it faster. Then that way, the pressure is relieved a little bit more. In that case, this is what we call problem-focused um, coping strategies where we kind of break down the problem that's in front of us into smaller, more manageable issues or problems that we can tackle at the same time. And then there are things that are with, out of our control, you know, things like, oh, when people ask us these kinds of questions, it's not within my control, right, to stop this person, hey, don't ask me this kind of question, right? I can't control that. But what I can control is my emotions that come out of it. So it's what we call emotion focused regulation and emotion-focused coping strategies. So things like regulating my emotions. How do I process what I'm feeling so that I don't feel overwhelmed? So a lot of these things, they require a lot of self-awareness and being able to reflect. So sometimes it can be a little bit tricky in the heat of the moment because it's like, okay, yeah, sure, I can break it down. But right now I'm feeling way too stressed out to even think about it, right? There are certain techniques that, that I've learned also, things like breathing techniques. Something that you can do right there and then if you start to feel, okay, I'm, my heart is beating a bit faster right now, I'm getting a bit more stressed, a bit overwhelmed, right? Then it's a moment to just go, okay, let me just take a breather, just deep breath in for like four seconds, then hold the breath there for another four seconds and then release it out slowly. And that in itself is supposed to already help you to slower your heart rate, slower your breathing rate. And then that brings you to a calmer state where then you can properly start to reflect on the issue that's in front of you and then decide for yourself whether it is something that you need to use a problem-focused strategy or an emotion-focused strategy. Wow, I mean, these two handles that you've just shared with us, one was a, a little bit on uh, the idea of like how we look at uh, a particular matter, perspective-taking or a little bit of maybe sometimes cognitive reframing. Yeah. And then the part that we talk about emotional regulation so that we don't get so triggered or reactive mm. so easily and i and i like what you mentioned and these are good tips for all our podcast listeners you know uh, even simple thing as just your breathing technique just yeah. using those moments that five minutes or so mm. regulating uh, your breathing but it helps to regulate your emotions this is as candid as i can be i would like to ask you are what you share with us something that you personally employ for yourself too when you're going through stressful yes, moments for sure i think the the one that i use the most often is the breathing technique because it's so easy and quick to do, right? Like in the moment, like even just now before the podcast started, I was feeling very nervous about having to share uh, all these things, right? So all I had to do was just take a 
breathe out just okay just relax just release the stress and then i can focus on having a conversation or later on like with my studies you know i can focus on okay all the deadlines that i have to handle if i look at my calendar it's so overwhelming with all the deadlines i can feel very stressed out but just breathing helps me a lot and I think that that's the other thing the planners and stuff like that right? it's more of my problem focused strategies on how do I cope right if I know that I have these deadlines coming up and I, I make sure that I spread them out to make sure that I touch all my subjects all my deadlines and meet all of them with adequate time for me to do my work rather than leaving it to the very last day before the assignment deadline go oh no I don't have time and then I end up having to rush everything then of course that would be more stressful than if I took a week to do it so that would be my problem focused uh, strategy and then for my emotion focused strategy sometimes what I like to do is I like to go for a walk especially in the evening when I feel very stressed I'll just go for a walk because of the nice cool breeze and just plug in my headphones and listen to music while I'm walking and that helps me to regulate my emotions. I'm a bit of a dramatic person. So what I like to do is I actually categorize my playlist according to feelings that I'm feeling. I mean, it's not so healthy to also ignore your feelings. You should validate your emotions. If I'm feeling upset, I'm feeling upset. So I have a playlist specifically called Sad Girl Vibes. You know, it's like, okay, when I'm upset, let me listen to this. Let me emo it all out. And then I'm ready to focus on whatever I need to focus on. So it's things like acknowledging your feelings, getting into that feeling and, and really engaging with your feelings before you move on rather than push it under the rug and then later on explode because it's been bottled up for so long. Rosanna, I like what you mentioned that there's so many different ways that you employ to help yourself keep calm, uh, relief uh, your stress and you try out different ways and yeah. they're very creative. You try out going for your, your exercises or your walks, even the playlist. I thought that was something very creative. <laughs> I think if you're a parent listening here, sometimes when we see our children uh, wire up onto the music and listening, we, we get a bit upset because we <laughs> feel like, what kind of music are you listening to? But maybe for some of our children who are more musically inclined, mm. you know, in a particular way, uh, this is their way of distressing. And that reminded me that for parents, as we talk about this, stress and coping with stress, maybe we need to come back to understanding our child, who they really are, how their makeup are, their personality, because there are different strokes for a different child when it comes to stress management as well. So I really love going for walks one, which you mentioned, because I personally can relate to it. I just go for my jogs after a busy day and when I feel stressed out, whether about the days of work or what's ahead, it helps me to unwind, consolidate my thoughts too. So that's a, a shout out for all the parents here. You know, if your child is feeling quite stressed. You might want to invite him or her out to take a, a walk with you or a grocery run and use those moments where you can have short chats and catch ups with your child too. So I'm really so thankful that in this episode, as we talk about coping with stress and talking about young people, I get a young person on our podcast to share her experience. So before we wrap up, Hosanna, could you have some closing words to share with us to the parents who are listening in. I think uh, this would apply to whether you're a parent or maybe you're a youth listening to this as well. I know that in Singapore, our schedules can get quite busy and quite packed, but I do think that it's really important to just dedicate at least a couple of hours a week, you know, whether it is on the weekend, just a couple of hours dedicated to really allowing yourself to do something that you enjoy or something that helps you to really relax because you may not know this, but like just that short 
one or two hours of relaxation could actually refresh you enough to tackle the rest of the challenges for the week. And if you do this on a regular basis, then it doesn't feel so overwhelming all the time. So I think that is something that would be worthwhile to invest in. Thank you again, Hosanna, for sharing so much with us, just as it might have felt very stressful for you to prepare <laughs> for this podcast. I hope uh, that you don't feel so stressed out right now. I definitely don't feel stressed. I feel very relaxed and relieved hearing some of the strategies and the tips and your nuggets of wisdom that you have generously shared with all our podcast listeners today. So thank you so much, Hosanna. For more parenting resources, do visit our website at family.org.sg. We hope you can share this podcast with a friend or parent who may benefit from this episode as well. Do keep tuning in to the Paranet Podcast to learn and grow in your parenting journey. Until next time, have a great week ahead with your family.